Hello, hello. Welcome back to fucking Fridays. And this episode, we are going to be talking about family matters and blending families. Let's get into it. So the one thing I loved about Taylor, like from the moment we started dating, and I think she could say the same for me as we both are very family oriented. I'm really close with my family. I am as well. Yeah. And she was like, what matters to me is staying close to my parents, like being like having a close relationship with them. The way you talked about your brothers, I just remember she was like, oh my God, like my brothers are so cool. We did this, this and this together. And I've met people before that that aren't even really close with their siblings or their family. Yeah. There's an age gap though with my brothers, but now we're close as in like I, I understand now that I'm older um, than being close to like, I think I believe nine to 12 years older. There was a gap. So it was more I just I looked up to them growing up my whole life and yeah. I still do. But now it's just I understand like, you know, what the role of a sister to them means as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I also want to preface this episode with like nobody's family is perfect, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like I I used to be like. I don't I don't even know. I used to be like, oh my God, my family is so weird. And like my family is weird. <laughs> but that's a normal thing, you know? Like there's always somebody with like a problem. Like I, I hate to say that, but like I truly thought that my family was weird for having somebody that maybe, you know, was struggling with something. But like every family has that, right? Yeah, it's a hundred percent normal. And this is a going to be a good reminder that you can't compare families, just point blank. No, you um, you can never, you never know what's going we on. We all come from different backgrounds. So one thing Sophia and I started with was understanding that having a family-oriented relationship is something that we wanted, but we also understood with that would come challenges mm -hmm. and understanding the depths of like where she came from and where I came from, which the reality is we came from completely different backgrounds. Yes, our parents were married. Yep. And uh, my parents would still be today if my father hadn't passed. But, you know, don't feel like, you know, just because maybe you would call it a broken home or broken relationship, that that doesn't mean you can't find ways to create your own family with your partner. Um, right? Yeah, yeah. And when, like, Taylor and I were dating, I wasn't, like, looking for somebody whose parents stayed together. I don't think people think about that stuff. You kind of find who you find and you start falling in love and then... I think you uh, basically adapt to whatever their family quirks are, whatever their family yeah. is. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be too self-conscious if if I were you is what I'm saying. Yeah, why like exactly? I can't imagine be like, "Oh, your parents are divorced. That's a red flag." Like shit happens. Yeah. And if anything, that would make your partner want to figure out a way to hopefully not, you know, then become divorced. Um, yeah. My mom has been married 3 times. Um my dad, for example, essentially raised my older brothers. Mm -hmm. Their dad was not in their life for, I, I mean, he was on and off, but n not to where it was like he was actually taking care of them or, or helping with finances, to say the least. So yeah, um, I actually was talking to my mom about this last week, and she goes, one thing that I loved about your dad is, and she goes, I knew he was finally the right marriage is because even though he knew I had two older boys. 
he was so excited to he was so excited to take that on and I loved hearing that because I do miss my dad and it just showed me like you know my dad came from a very rough upbringing and something Mm -hmm. I wanted to get into and you know when we talk about our differences of family styles um but it just really helped me understand growing up and even now like what kind of person my dad was he didn't have much um he he didn't have much to his name you know yeah. we weren't financially you know we weren't rich or anything we we made ends meet but um i don't know you could ask my brothers i don't know if he was perfect to them but he <laughs> i do know one story uh his number one pet peeve was spitting and um and he made it very clear yeah actually that's something that i knew growing up as a as a girl though i was never really spitting hawking <laughs> uh, loogies yeah the house. <laughs> but the one brother was spitting next to my dad and kept like getting closer and closer and my like dad taunting him on purpose yes and my dad was like granted i wasn't i don't think i was born at the time maybe i was but anyway i was probably a baby and the story is Eventually, the spit got on my dad's like shoe because it kept getting closer. And my dad was like, I told you not to spit on me. It's disrespectful. I'm sure words were exchanged a little bit differently. And uh, this brother was like, I don't know, like 10 or 12 years old, if that. And my dad like put him head head down in a dumpster. Oh, my God. That's funny because you like when I spit on you. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I didn't go through that anyway. trauma. But I don't know. Just throwing that out there. But yeah, let's talk about family matters. Yeah. Um, what does blending families mean? And of course, we're going to talk about our families a little bit here. But um, we want this to be an episode where family matters, having family matters. It, it's kind of a joke. It's like a headline. Yeah. Um. It's, it's not, it's catchy. Yeah. It's not easy, but it's also normal to have issues within families. Um, if you're getting married, if you're just dating, um, talk about it, you know, don't be afraid to say, Hey, this is what's going on in my family upbringing or uphold. Um, but it's something I want to share with you. Yeah. So like, let's start with what does, what does blending families mean? That's going to mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But I think, one of the main things that is really important to um, for everyone to be mindful of here is blending family means you want to maintain a relationship with the side of the family. And I think that's important because there are lots of people right now who are putting boundaries or cutting off certain family members for acting certain ways, doing certain things. So to me, like we, Taylor and I, I am going to make an effort to maintain a relationship with any family member that Taylor and I decide we want to maintain a relationship with. Right. So, you know, some people don't even talk to their own mother or their own father. Like luckily Taylor and I both have decided we want to maintain relationships with our immediate family. So 100%. First of all that that go that's different for every couple. Yeah, so, and if you don't have if you're not close with maybe your mother, father or vice versa and your partner, you know, maybe there's a cl- a cousin you're close with, maybe there's an aunt that you've looked up to, a grandma. Um usually there there's typically somebody within your family where that's kind of your go-to. Um and don't be afraid to use that. Don't be afraid to say, "Hey, it's it's actually not my mom or my dad, it's actually this person." Yeah. Um and that's totally okay and we want to help normalize um 
you know, what, what that means. Yeah. And if you've set boundaries with family members, like I don't talk to my dad anymore. I don't talk to my mom anymore, whatever it might be. We're not here to judge. But in my eyes, if you are married or dating somebody who's made those boundaries, you need to respect those boundaries. You know, if 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 you're if if Taylor was like, I don't talk to my mom, which is not the case. Right. But for I, X, Y, and Z. Like I might be asking some questions like maybe why? Like, is there anything we could explore? But if she's like, Nope, this is my boundary, I'm gonna respect that boundary with sure. my wife. And that would be to support your partner. And you may not fully understand the why, or in your head, you could be like, Man, that's such a petty reason. But you know what? At the end of the day, again, this goes to all relationships. Like at the end of the day, your goal is to support your partner and stand by your partner and at least try to understand the why. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I will say for us blending families, something that was my main concern just as a lesbian was, am I going to find a partner whose family that's going that's family's going to accept me or or. I'm sure someone, you know, any woman that I dating was like, is Sophia's family is going to accept me? And and there's layers to it. It's like, okay, we got our family to accept us. Like, now are my grandparents going to? Yeah. Well, even for a straight couple, you know, the guy's like, okay, I got to gel my hair today. I got to look good. Right. Or I imagine if you're an interracial couple, this is like a very big concern. Yeah. So that was something that right off the bat, I was always kind of like, oh man, how it's going to go. Like, to be honest, I do remember my dad meeting one of my ex-girlfriends one time and like would not make eye contact. And I was just like, damn, is is this how it's going to go with all (laughs) my like yeah friends moving forward and then with you it's like you guys are best friends so like yeah god yeah i've i've been in an interracial relationship where i did get to meet the family and the dynamics were completely different but you accepted i was accepted yeah and it was we were both kind of surprised because i i was white you know and i was dating a, a, a black female and um she's from detroit and she was like in in her family was very religious and we were both like tall link he was kind of weird and it got to the point where um i had gone there at least at least 3 to 4 times and then went to a barbecue with like the cousins and like there was a what i noticed he was invited to the cookout okay i was Babes invited flexing. to the yeah <laughs> but, uh, i was if i'm being honest i was really nervous because i felt like i had something to prove coming from a Caucasian background. I wanted to show them like, this is how (laughs) normal white people are. We're not racist. We accept you as well. And we're actually, some of us, most of us are cool as shit. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I remember going through that. Or if I go back to high school, um that I think that was the hardest time, which makes sense. You know, that's more of like a girlfriend family. When you're in high school, you Even think if it's you're a serious or if you're gay, it's like it takes a lot of accepting. Yeah, you think it's maybe a serious relationship, but, it, you know, looking back, actually, I don't know. I had one really serious relationship in high school that was a female prior to that was was a male. But um, the acceptance there was actually way worse than my interracial relationship. Yeah. So if you're dating, I would say always keep an open mind. But if you are looking to get married I do think that you should have a pros and a cons list on things. Now you need to realize 
there will be some cons and everybody has their own threshold on what they're really willing to deal with. Like, for example, I don't think I could have married you if your family was like very super anti-gay and we had to cut them off. Right. You know what I mean? So maybe not come up with like an actual list, but I I get what you're saying. It's like you have to talk about these hard issues that we just don't want to talk about. Yeah. And they and they are hard. Um, But I will say it's mm -hmm. easier to nip it in the butt when you're dating versus marriages come. You're like, oh, your sister's like, you know, a bitch or treating me this way. Like these are things that are very important as you're getting to know your partner ahead of time. And maybe if you are within the year of dating too and you haven't had these conversations or talked about family I'm gonna tell you right now it's time to do so yeah okay we'll just be honest here Taylor and I we come from different family dynamics just in general both of our parents have been married and stayed married since both of us have been born so we were similar there but something difference between one of the differences between Taylor and I is I was the oldest of four. Oh yeah and I was the baby and Taylor was the youngest and I just I truly honestly feel like I was treated completely different than all my siblings <laughs> I had really strict rules on me I had lots of eyes on me I had lots of expectations expectations yeah. of how I act and you know, being the oldest, and and I might have touched on this on another episode, I was the oldest of four, but I also have four other cousins that I was the oldest of, so I felt like I was the oldest of eight. Like, my parents, my mom is Hispanic, and we were kind of grown as one big family. Like, yeah. I saw my cousins, like, three times at least out of the week. I was with them the whole weekend, so we were kind of like one of those, like, it takes a village. Like, we were a village, pretty much. So if any of the kids did anything bad in the village, guess whose fault it was? Sophia's. It was mine. <laughs> so I got reprimanded a lot. A lot of like restrictions, rules, that type of stuff, which just has made me be a very... Um, which is why we're so different. Yeah. It's just made me be very like, I think of all the consequences typically before I do anything. You're very rational and realistic. I'm very rational. Okay. I'm very to the point. And when I started dating Taylor, Taylor was kind of like the opposite. <laughs> I am 100% the opposite. I'm the baby. Um, all grace is given to me. Uh, yeah. My dad was like, do not lay a hand on Taylor. Do not spank her. Do not touch her. Do not discipline her. That is my baby. Granted, I was also the only girl. So not only was I the youngest, Lucky I was you. like, <laughs> I was the baby girl. Now, that's great. But I will say, actually, in retrospect, um, it not that this was my parents' fault, but it did delay me to grow up, if you will. Yeah, later that's in life. just is what it is. I was more of like what I would call a a late bloomer. Now, my work ethic was, it, it wasn't to do with my work ethic. I went to school, I played ball and, and everything, but um, I just kind of was like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like, yeah. I was like, this is Must my life. Nice. I'm jealous of you, honestly. Um, my boyfriends, my girlfriends got to come over and they would hang out. They were allowed to sleep over. My parents were the oh ones. Oh my God. My parents were like. I'm in shock. Yeah. My parents were like, if there's going to be a party, the party's going to be at our house. So we know what's going on. I will say that. Oh like, yeah. Mine was the opposite. If yeah. like, if you're going to do that, I better not smell it. I, you better be home by nine. Oh yeah. My parents. Well, I will say so. I, I smoked weed. And they actually 
were upset because I had a, a Division One scholarship. So I do understand. Well, yeah, your you know, are but like they still smart. knew. <laughs> um, but I love this memory. When I graduated college, my dad was like, "So are you going to roll up a blunt? Are we going to smoke it together, or what?" Oh, and see, my dad would never. I know, but it's okay. <laughs> but uh, my dad was also stoner growing back up in the 80s yeah uh, living his farm life but so I remember having like all my friends over some of my friends from high school and college and then you know some of the family that was like okay with it and I remember my dad just I rolled up this blunt and we were all like yeah skip smoke and it yeah. was like we were like I was like this is my dad he's cool as shit my poor dad uh Reggie back in the day is different than you know what we were smoking and I I just, I'll <laughs> never forget this visual. My dad taking a couple hits of the blunt and uh, he kind of just sat down in the chair <laughs> and I watched him look around and all he could do is smile. And he was like, Taylor. And I came over and he goes, what the fuck did I just smoke? I was like, that's that good shit, dad. Like, yeah, you know, like it's been a couple of years. This right? isn't mid, this isn't brickweed. Like that's like that good shit. And he was like, I think I'm too high. And I was like, just go inside. It's okay. And yes. was, yeah. But anyway, it was just like in uh, one of my best friends, Mo, uh, you know, we were just like how it, it was just so fun to that watch, but cool. completely different lifestyles. I don't even want her dad. Probably your dad probably I knows say, I smoke, but this, this is a good segue because the way Taylor and I grew up was my dad was strict and my mom was more lenient and her dad was more lenient. And her mom was more the, strict. So yeah. Even little things like those differences. The dynamic. Families, Family dynamic. They're different. And I'm we're both close with our mom and our dad. Like, yes. I'm grateful for that every day. But, like, it's funny because I, like, s certain topics I'll tiptoe around my dad where Taylor doesn't need to do that. And then... You know, with my mom, I'm so open about everything. And I think when, you know, when you start dating somebody, like you see them act one way, maybe around their mom and they act some one way around their dad. And it's yeah. just very, I think the best way to put it is look at it as a learning experience for you to learn about your partner more. Mm -hmm. Because I also think each of us, we're both like both of our parents, but you probably kind of lean into like act like more like one of your parents than the other. Like they always say like a good way to know how uh, uh, your partner is, is how they treat their mom or how they treat their their parents and or their or, you know, That's good. Yeah. yeah. Or they're like, you know what you're going to get? Like, you know, like I look at Taylor's mom and I'm like, OK, that's who I'm going to be dating when. <laughs> we're 60 and I'm like am I okay with that I'm like I'm okay with it. yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> and uh backgrounds were different you know I'm I'm first generation college yeah wow. um we yeah. my brothers as well all three of us so um my dad grew up in a very rough household um I'm just gonna put this out there I think it was fascinating but my great-grandfather ran a whorehouse so and there was no rules up in that bit. There were no fucking except pay. rules. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, I found out that that grandfather committed suicide in the whorehouse, which okay. um, I actually, my dad showed me the house before he passed yeah. to show me and, and give me history. And I'm happy he did that because I had no idea. And my dad told me like he grew up in a very abusive household and that abusiveness had been passed through uh, generations. Yeah. And, you know, which... 
I hate to say it, but it's kind of common for some of our parents. And then I have my mom who she didn't grow up in a an abusive household, but it was they just, you know, they didn't really have money. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, I always wanted to do sports or gymnastics, but it was kind of like figure it out on your own. So my mom started working at the age of 12 going into 13. Shit, she started babysitting and then she got her first like legal job, I think at the age 15, 16. And uh, my grandpa told my dad, like, you'll never be anything like you're a piece of shit. My dad was like, yeah. my dad was like, a, oops, my grandma mm-hmm. had him at 41. My grandpa was like almost 50. Yeah. So my dad has eight siblings. And what's crazy is through learning both dynamics, the most open, honest, loving I've received has actually been both families, but like my dad's side. Yeah. Uh, my aunts and uncles, my dad's um, brother, Don, was gay. Mm-hmm. And that was their oldest sibling. And so I was always afraid to come out because of like the religion I grew up in in the small town. But in my mind, I was like, well, Uncle Don's gay. And my dad grew up on a farm with no money. Like, yeah, you know, who's, you know, but also small mind with no education comes more conservative mindsets versus yep. people that go to college and take like sociology classes and yeah, human physics and stuff like that. So I just wanted to share that because I'm proud that I'm first generation college, um, and you but, should I'm, be. but I'm also, thank you, but I'm also proud of my parents that to me, it shows that they wanted nothing more than their kids to be successful and to make something out of themselves. And not just one of us, all three of us did that. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to realize when you're younger. I didn't realize you don't think that or they're like, oh, you got a scholarship, like the amount of excitement they probably had that we can't even relate to. If it wasn't for my full ride for basketball, I they told so they did tell me like, we can't afford college, Taylor, even with like forgive like the, the mother yeah. parent loan. Yeah, they still yeah. couldn't afford it. And um, same with my older brother. He got a full ride. And then the other brother um, had to get help through a grandparent um, yeah. on his dad's side because they just and, – and what's crazy is my parents worked their fucking asses off. We owned a farm. Of course. Um, I get my hard work ethic because mm-hmm. my parents – my dad actually he has a a plaque he never missed a day in work in his entire life that's fucking wild not a sick day not a taylor's being born he was he didn't have the college education he did finish high school he's the one that clocked in started the coffee got everything ready made the company the most money he was at this company for over 25 years um he started it when i think he was like 18 or 19 um got into sales and i was always like you know dad deserves more i remember the se- the recession hitting um but looking back i'm like what a spoiled young brat you know i got <laughs> you you know maybe my friends if they're listening or people i went to school with are like wow taylor didn't have money like i was wearing hollister and i was playing sports oh, so yeah. my my friends probably never knew i don't i don't know maybe they did but um there we we had it was tight money i remember overhearing conversations of not having money um uh you know there's certain things my brothers had to step in and help pay for things um which i found out later super thankful for that and again it's not because my mom and dad were bums not working i just this is what i do appreciate they were the family that decided they were going to work 
their asses off and not um, use the government. Yeah. To, to get. And that is respectful care. in itself. And that's also kind of a difference that Taylor and I have. So to me, like I would kind of have the same story in my mind, which it's not because I'm not first generation college. I'm like third generation college. But wow. to me, my parents were doing everything they can right but there was still a money difference like my parents were doing everything they can but living in a really affluent area of in one of the nicest areas in california in california now i'll give them like i'll give them credit like it's one of the nicest areas to live in but we were at the bottom of it like even though i was higher middle class I was going to school with high class. So to me, in my mind, I thought we were like low class, but like. Well, that's crazy. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. No. When, we, when I drove up to her parents' house, they have a view of Catalina Island in the whole Pacific Ocean. I was like, her family's fucking rich. Taylor's like, we're set. I was like, <laughs> we're good. I was like, um, yeah, no, I know that's not what I thought of. I actually was like, I don't think I belong here. Yeah. I like yeah. I grew up on a farm in a nineteen eighty or yeah. sorry, eighteen hundreds farmhouse that yeah. was remodeled. And you know what I think is a really interesting story and which is also why I think Taylor but and I love are, is love, are so attracted baby. to each other is my dad is actually from Anderson, Indiana, and I think you and him have a more similar upbringing than he leads on to me. Yes, I think so. And actually, he's made all he grew up in a he's household. He's kind of like the first generation for his family to like get out of. That, and I maybe. think he's kind of like where you, where we will be like in uh -huh. a couple years, you know what I mean? And he's like, I fucking did this. I made it to California. That's huge. And my mom again from Argentina, my Nana was from Argentina where the education was free. She knew five languages. She was a UCLA teacher, my Nana. And so it's like impressive. I was technically third generation college on my mom's side, but second generation calling on my dad's side. And like I had I, I was really lucky that I grew up in a really affluent area. But my mom and my dad were like, we're still going to like you're going to go on a travel team where you play with people from across the fucking like counties. And I feel like I was still really humbled because my mom had that Hispanic side even though we were there. So I kind of feel like, I hate to brag, but I do feel like I kind of got the best of both worlds. No, I, absolutely. I got like the privilege, but I also got the experiences that make me a good human to other people. Can I just tell you something that I think is very important? Um, when I met you in college, like it was like friends of friends. You... The only thing I knew about you is that you were born and raised in California, but you never came off as like bratty, privileged, better than, which makes sense because I do know, which still flabbergasts me, the fact that you were at the lower, you were at the bottom of the hill, which is crazy because you can still see Catalina Island, but it's like you were considered the lower class. But to me, you're literally considered like a millionaire. Yeah. Um, but it, it's wild because you never you know, gave me the impression that you were better than it wasn't until Sophia were already into a year full of dating, very serious and in love. And when I made my way out here to, for us to mm -hmm. um, have this journey together as a couple where I realized all of that, um, you know, in, in meeting both your parents, they are very humbling individuals. And the thing is, they have what they have because they worked their ass off. It wasn't generational wealth necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Which is what 
we're now hoping to give our kids. But those are those are that's our family dynamic. Everybody's going to have like different dynamics when it comes to that. There's one thing I got to throw this out there. Your dad and I are probably very similar Midwest. However, her dad went to Purdue. And uh, I was, I didn't go, go Purdue, number one in the nation no, right now. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Shout out. Sorry, I have so, to. So, um, and this is where our rivalry comes. This is where our rivalry comes here. So, Fia's dad went to Purdue. I'm a huge IU fan. I didn't go to IU, but like, go fucking Hoosiers. There we go. <laughs> um, and Sophia failed to mention, this is the first time I was going to meet your family. Do you remember this? Yes, I remember. First time ever. I remember because it was the first time I defied my parents and was like, my girlfriend's coming to sleep over tonight. And we were like 23. And my brothers had their girlfriends all the time. I was 25, over. but okay, shit. Okay, yeah, so thanks for throwing that on them. Mind you... <laughs> Sophia, I have this big, I was like, I'm going to rep Indiana and they're going to know like her dad's from Indiana. Like Taylor thought it was a good idea. I thought this was the best idea ever. I have this old vintage IU crew neck. I love that hoodie. I know. I love that crew neck. And I get out of the car in this big flaming red, big bulky sweater. And, her, you know, her parents are smiling and then her dad's like, <laughs> you know, like his face is like the smiles drawing further and further, you know, closer to his lips. And I'm like, what's going on? And he goes, I went to Purdue. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I, I get red. I'm like, my body is just burning up inside. And I'm so sorry, babe. But I was like pissed. I was like, my f I was like, my fucking girlfriend did not tell me, failed to mention Throughout all these dates, all these interactions that her dad did not go to Purdue. So again, family matters. I'm encouraging you to talk about this because <laughs> is, you know, it's not important, but I probably wouldn't have worn that <laughs> IU hoodie to impress your parents had I known your dad was a Purdue engineer alumni. Yeah. That's your fault, that might Yeah, yeah. I'll take the I'll take <laughs> but the But anyway, I had to throw one. that in there. Um, one thing I wanted to just get super honest about, and I think that, you know, a lot of people can relate to this and I don't want to get like too crazy into it, but, um, 2020 was a crazy year, right? I'm just going to be honest that I fucked up and I got sucked into social media and I like to think I'm a very like level headed person, but I was very like sucked into one side uh, of the but, like the election and politics of the election. It was like okay. Trump versus Biden. And I just felt like I'm a lesbian. I feel this way. And if you do not feel this way, um, you are wrong. Yeah, we we definitely had some issues, and if we're gonna be honest here, most, we are. Most of both of our families live in the Midwest. I think our biggest family issue, and it wasn't anybody specific in our family. It was just knowing, and it was nothing personal. Personal, no, nope. nobody but ever I took it personal. You took it personal. Nobody ever said anything personal, um, but there were comments made, tossed around the table posts being made things like that that upset Sophia so much that we actually started fighting about it yep and she was like if anybody in your family knows you're gay they should not you know uh, vote this way or the other however that was my only thing I was like 
if they There's love only, us, yeah. they should not vote this way, which votes aren't dependent on one topic. That's what makes this hard, you know? Yeah. The, the, I don't know. that This... This podcast here is is interesting because it's hard. It's hard, you guys. Um, you know, it's hard to not get into politics talking about this. But, um, you know, I was like trying to find ways to fend for and defend where I'm coming from, my roots and the people. And, you know, there was feedback in my family that was like, we're not voting for Trump because we don't believe in gay. And, you know, some of my family members were also like, we're not voting for Trump because we're racist. We just want our economy and our tax dollars and war and X, Y, and Z to go toward this. And we want to have legal rights in these areas. So there was just a lot of things that we had to take in. And we, we, we did, we argued about it and we had to shut our social media off because of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was hard, and, and what the issue is is the media does feel like you need to pick one topic and therefore pick on one, one side, and it shouldn't be like that. And I will say right now the way that everything's set up, it is kind of do or die because each side is strong on one thing, and to me right now you do kind of have to vote with the main topics that you think you want to stay with because they're going to go the other way. But I have faith within the next 10, 20 years that we're going to have some younger people exactly come into, um, you know, think the way we think. Like, if your neighbor treats you well, that's all that matters. Right now, just to be quite honest, we're living in a very, very um, right-wing area And I haven't, like, nothing has happened to me where I've been like, why am I here? No. The only thing that I'm like, I I feel a little bored because I'm far out from things. But not one person has treated me badly here. No, there's definitely a little bit uh, more, like, double takes and looks. Maybe for me, because I look more, I get questioned, or when I go in public, it's it's like, thanks, sir, or whatever, until they hear my voice and they're like, Oh, shit. I do get double takes, but I think it's because people don't wear crop tops here. Yeah. Like they do in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I'm get, like, yeah. oh, I'm showing way too much skin. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. No, I, I don't feel disrespected. It's just a smaller community. Now, if we were in like Phoenix, Scottsdale, it, it would be different. So, which is fine. Um, yeah. I don't know. And I do want to apologize babe i do feel bad for when 2020 happened was happening was being so one-sided because now the person i am today the person i want to surround myself the people i want to surround myself with are people that are willing to listen and change their mind when they hear new information and I was not that person when in 2020. But you, to be fair, I do think some of your family members were also not willing to change. But I think and some all are, a little different right now. It's like you have to be able to debate in a safe place and environment. Doesn't mean people are going to change, babe. I hate to say that. But it means, like you said, like just to hear you and to listen and hear your side and, and what your views are and not make you feel like you have to change it but it goes both ways and I felt like that wasn't happening for me but instead of acting how it's like you know how you want to treat people the way you want to be treated I wasn't practicing that so I'll take that on my end too yeah
No, I appreciate it. Um, but not, not to kind of get out of politics here, yeah. you know, this is just one issue that could be a family matter. I'm sure most of you will or should at least talk about like, hey, my family's kind of on this side of things. Um, I am too. It, it's kind of similar to religion, you know, like if you are religious and your partner's not or vice versa, or maybe grew up Catholic, like you guys got to talk about this stuff before it's like, Oh, we're before married. You drag them into the, the marriage. Hole. And then you're like, Hey, we're married now. Oh shit. Like, are we going to have this wedding in a church or are we going to have it here? And we didn't talk about it because now our families, but keep in mind, we learned through weddings, um, moms, families, <laughs> family members can get a little, crazy and give their opinion just remember this is your wedding not anybody else's and if they truly love you they're gonna show the fuck up and support you wherever the wherever the goddamn wedding yeah even if it's in your backyard yeah and i think some good tips are is one before you go to a family function um say hey i have this one family member cover your boobs uh what'd you say What'd you just say? I didn't hear you. Sorry, I said you said one thing to do before oh. you go to family function. I'm like, cover your cleavage. I was gonna say there was one time that Taylor was like, "Hey, can you just dress a little something?" The first time I think I got offended. Just a little something. Now you were like dressed like. I think or- one of the first times Taylor was like, "Hey, do you mind like?" She was trying to be so sweet. She didn't want to say like less slutty, but she- no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> less sexy. Which, you know, at first I think I was kind of like, I mean, nah, 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 but it was just like, it cleavage. makes the whole experience more tolerable for everyone. <laughs> so I think giving a heads up is a huge do that. Or like, hey, I have this one family member, whatever comes out of their mouth, I can't control. That was one thing that I used to be like, Taylor should be telling them California girls coming in, make sure they don't talk this way. But I, I needed to that. realize Taylor can't control that. She's not their parent. Yeah. Anything, she's their niece. She's their child. She's their distant cousin. Like, yeah, what, what definitely, definitely some ignorance on that side of just blatantly throwing stuff out there. Um, it actually is ridiculous, and I, I hate to admit, but I was afraid to 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 call them out. So this is another good topic to talk about when. You are with somebody, you should kind of know what maybe are their big things that they care about. So I think it would be smart if you're nervous about what might be brought up is to say, hey, if this topic is brought up, do we want to let it go and keep our peace? Do we want to walk away? Or do we want to say something? something? Yeah. And you got to really, really pick and choose your battle here because you don't want to be the couple that goes in and fights everybody. I mean, if that's both of yours driving force and you want to be that change, but if you want to keep the peace and continue to have relationships like Taylor and I have decided to do, there are some things that you just, you might need to decide, like we're not going to get through to them. So that's not. And one of those examples um, were like uncles saying stuff. Um, I had an uncle on each side say something totally inappropriate. Uh, The first uncle, it was literally at Christmas dinner, Sophia's first Christmas with me as a family, and I'm not going to disclose what it was, but it was bad enough where Sophia immediately excused herself from the table and walked away. And I knew immediately I was like, fuck, I was like, not on Christmas Day. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And, you know, this is an uncle that I was very close with growing up my entire life. 
And then, so after that, I was like, okay. So I had a conversation with my mom. I talked to my brothers. I was like, hey, like, I I don't know what to do. Like I, you know, Sophia at that time again was like, you should have stepped in and said that was inappropriate. And then I realized nobody stepped in and said it was inappropriate. So I kind of took that on with my mom and was like, you know, I, I didn't want her to feel like she had to say anything, but yeah, it's like, I whose job her, is it? I we know, don't it's really, weird. it's, it's, and I thought it, just it was puts yours, everybody in a weird spot, but it's so, not yours. So I, I talked to my mom about it and I was like, if this is brought up again, because I didn't expect my mom to sit sit yeah. them down or my dad to sit that person down and be like, hey, that was totally unacceptable, um, you know, whatever. But I let my mom know if it does happen again that we will be going forward because I'm not comfortable addressing yeah. it, unfortunately. I, I wish I was. I just, I don't know for whatever reason, but that we were going to make the decision that you and I would both as a unit would walk away and probably get in the car and leave. Yeah. And that's something that our therapist gave us. She was like, just walk away. literally just removing yourself can make a bigger statement than even having the argument. Mm -hmm. We've all been in those family situations where it's not even like somebody else. It's like your own family getting into heated debates, like brother on brother, cousin on cousin, like, you know, so one of the best things you could do is if you don't like it, just remove yourself. Yes. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to teach, you need to coach, you need to reprimand. You just need to walk away and give yourself and remove peace. yourself. Yep. So, I think that's the biggest thing we learned was um, our therapist was like, you both need to agree to not take it out on each other and get upset and just walk away from the situation. Yeah, it's really easy to take it out on each other, you guys. Taylor and I were guilty of that, and that's something we're trying. It's been a while ago. We 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 we're really good at it now to be like, okay, we're going into family. Like, I'm gonna be more like laid but back because part, we want not... to enjoy. Yeah, but for we're the most really part, lucky with our family. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm never, and I hope you know. I know you're not ever going to the family like buckle up because yeah. both of those instances were just so random. That's what flabbergasted me. I'm like, I never expected the one family member to say what they said versus the other one. It didn't. I didn't put me past. It didn't put it past me that he he made a. Comment, yeah, yeah. You, know? you want to know something that is so freaking cute? Little side note that like our moms are best friends. We didn't. <laughs> they're like the same person almost, but again, completely different. They're completely different. Blonde brunette little duo. After Taylor and I had our wedding, Taylor and I like flew off to Bora Bora the next day. My mom. And Taylor's mom and some of Taylor's friends and my mom's, my mom's cousin friends. all went to Palm Springs and they just had like a crazy lady ladies like vacation. <laughs> Our moms are so we're cute. really blessed in that way. And your mom's so sweet. Your mom's like, you know, of course, your mom's like your mom is so fun and sweet and outgoing. And she's a best friend I've never had. And she has all these friends and. You know, now they're just my mom was like, Cecile's the best. And I don't know. It was it was just a blessing. I think that's one out of the pro out of the issues we were having. We were like, it, this is why it's worth it because our moms are best. It was it is so cute. Yeah. And those issues are small and we've worked through them and it's and now we have boundaries. Boundaries is a big one. So one thing I want to go into about blending families is. When you spend time with family members, 
especially the older we get, our time is valuable. When you have kids, our time is valuable. When you have kids, your time's even more crazy. So blending families. This is the expectations I have around Taylor and I's family. And I think these are good ones to take note of if you're listening to this and you're trying to decide if you're on the fence, do we spend time with them? Do we not? So if you are making the time, Taylor and I live out of state from both our families right now. So originally we lived in California. We were really close to my family. We saw my family way more often than Taylor saw hers. So since we were doing that, we made it a point that we had to do at least one trip a year to go see Taylor's family because we go see mine all the time or the big events. We would go make sure we see Taylor's family because we would go see my family, you know, once a month, once every two months. And you got to keep it fair. You, you guys. have to keep it fair. Even if you're both in the same state, um, you know, like let's talk about holidays, right? Yes. Um, One thing Sophia and I do a good job with, which we've coordinated with her sister and her sister's boyfriend is... Um, you know, hey, this year is Thanksgiving on your side of the family. Mm-hmm. That means Christmas is on mine or vice or vice versa for the year. Um, or if you guys have it down to it's like, oh, well, we're just going to do Christmas Eve every year at my side and Christmas Day. But like, what if at some point kids are involved and you want to wake up to your kids opening presents and then you want to host mm-hmm. or it's on your side? Um, we have negotiated and there's times even this year where we're like, hey, or when my dad passed, I was like, hey, like we're obviously like this is a big one. We should be with my mom. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I need to be with my mom this year or, or this and that or vice versa. So like there's times where it's like back to back, but we'll flip it. Um, but I highly encourage that you don't be stubborn about, well, my family does Christmas every day on this year, Thanksgiving. You got to give a little. Highly encourage the 50-50 mindset when it comes to family. Splitting splitting vacation time and um, holidays is our biggest takeaway about family matters. Um, Yeah. Good rule of thumb is every other. You know, every other Christmas will be with yours. Because you know, mom. Be with mine. Yeah, you because you know your mom and your grandparents might say, well, we always do it on Christmas Day. Well, life doesn't involve around you. And I have a husband now or a wife and I have kids. And as much as I love you, we will be there a different day, just not on Christmas Day. It's that simple. So set, yes, yeah, set those boundaries, yeah. make it fair, and it will help cause... Um, you know, that resistance between you and your partner. It's just not worth fighting with your partner over a freaking holiday because it's your mom's weekend. Yeah. And I also hate to say it, if for some reason you guys cannot come to an agreement. Rock, paper, scissors? Right. No, you oh. guys celebrate it. Just you two as a unit. You guys sure. love it. You're, you that love was a each joke, other's. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you love each other so much that we don't want to fight about families. All right, we're going to have Christmas by ourselves. And like I said, that's probably a lot easier once you have kids because you're like, it's our family unit, whatever it may be. One thing that I'm a really big believer on is if I'm going to go visit my sister, she doesn't have kids yet, but let's say she does. If I'm going to go visit my sister once a year, I expect my sister to put that same effort in. So if if it's like three years of me going to see my sister and they have not made the same effort to ever come see me. Matched efforts. 
Taylor will come to me and say, Sophia, we have gone and paid to go see your sister three times. Why has she not come to us? I'm not shading you, Jenny. I'm literally going to, she's literally flying to me in a couple days, but I'm just using this as an example. example. I don't want to, I don't want to call anybody out on any side, but it's like, you know, that matters. If we have kids and, you know, they don't see their auntie because the only time they see their auntie is because I took them. I'm going to cut that off at some point. And I, I expect that. And, and me and Taylor have had this conversation. And I told her, you know, I have no problem going to visit your family, but I want to make sure that it's yes. reciprocated. You reciprocated. Know? And one thing, like Sophia and I don't have a house yet, but we're so excited to own a house because I'm, I'm itching to host my family, my yes. brothers, their Same. wives, my mom. You know, I... and the truth is we always go to Texas because we don't have enough space yep. to put my family. So we end up going to Texas and we enjoy it because how the hell are we going to get everybody in a condo, you know, in a and it does matter condo. to us. We want to see them. Yeah. You know? But no, it's something we're going to start really practicing um, once we get a home. And for those of you that are homeowners, if you feel like you're the one in your family um, constantly giving efforts, you know, sit your husband down, sit your wife down, sit your partner down and say, hey, like, I, you know, this may not be the end of the world, but it's something that's bothering me. And why are we giving all this effort and we can't even get your your brother to come down for a weekend to visit? You know, those little things, they do eat at you. They do. So make sure open communication. Something I do want to mention is if you have the ability or the opportunity to bring both families together, like let's say you guys are both from the same town and both families are there and you're kind of like, I don't know if we should put them all in the same place. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Even if there's drama, guess what? Families thrive on talking about drama. Yes. As long as you make sure you and your partner can, you can't keep them can, away forever. Rent an Airbnb. Have everybody drama, pitch in 100 bucks. Drama between families is better than no drama. Than neglecting I, families. I hate to say it. And like, I know there could be really big family dramas, you guys. I don't want to say like, bring, you know, the dad that used to beat everybody back into the house. But if like... Bring the tea. If the aunt doesn't like blah, 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 because it's different politics... You know what? I'm talking I out. would rather have a house with people talking about things and getting a little heated than having a house and with empty. nobody there. You know, like I just like bring them as long as you can keep a level head between you and your partner and be like, oh, God, sit like back, Sandy, get your popcorn. Sandy had too much liquor today. It's <laughs> like, why not? That's what family I, is I agree. about. And you need to be it, the one cool thing about family is. You can forgive somebody on your family side with no rhyme or reason. But they don't can't. even need to forgive you, but you'll forgive them. And it could just be like that and everybody move on because you're family. But you can't buy lost time. Exactly. So I, I was going to, that's a great point because I wanted to talk about that as well. If you're nervous, you're like, I can't, I cannot handle this many people. Like it makes me or so you're anxious. Like, Someone's going to make a comment about this. Let the comment happen. You don't have to be the referee. Yeah. And that's what's exactly. And that's what we've learned. Like we don't have to mitigate that. Like we just want to bring everybody together. And if one person or three people out of the 20 or the 10 have an issue, okay, hash it out. We're all, we're all adults. And, and that's, and what, I that's the sweet thing about a full life. Home, yeah, yeah, a full home will be better than an empty home. Maybe not every weekend. Um, 
you know, but that that's kind of what my parents did is they always had people over and there were times it did bite them in the ass. And I've heard, you know, more recently, like things that have happened and, you know, I don't know, there there's plus and negatives, but you can't make up time. You know, if you look back and you're like, wow, we actually never once hosted one family thing or we never once did this because we were too afraid. It just, it really does suck. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't want to show up, like that's truly on them, let them do their therapy, live their life, do their journey, learn how they're going to learn. And if, you know, they live their whole life with a chip on their shoulder, that's them. It's like, it's like now it's like, what if, I was like, I don't even want to go visit your family because they said that one thing that one Christmas. Like, yeah, that's boring. We're humans. <laughs> We're going to fuck up. We're going to say shit that we, uh, you know, unfortunately mean and or don't mean. But you have to keep giving humans opportunity, especially within your family. And more importantly, you need to do it for your partner and your loved one. Yeah, 100%. I think that's a good place to end, babe. Love it. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Go call your family. Oh, one thing I will say is, you know, it's really easy to distance yourself from your family. I'm trying. One of my New Year's resolution is to try to FaceTime somebody in my family once a week. Now that we're far, I think. Who cares if you have nothing to talk about? Yesterday I was FaceTiming my mom. She's like, what errands did you run? I'm like. I did laundry and got groceries, like whatever you want to hear. I'm going to let you know. Yeah. I, uh, when I moved away more so once I noticed my dad got sick, I called them every day and this was during COVID and we talked about the same shit, every car ride, COVID, the vaccination, what's going to happen, who's going to get COVID, is it real, is it fake, every fucking day, but I did that because I knew my dad had cancer and I'd rather talk to him than not at all. Yeah. My advice, our advice for family matters is to not overthink it, give it your all. And my one word for family is be a good sport. Be a good sport. I like that. Because things may or may not go your way. If you already have, I don't know, I don't want to say beef, but if you're already like, oh, your sister-in-law is going to be there, that she one girl, or Uncle Dan, you know, just go and be a good sport. And and the best part is when you're a good sport, it's even harder for like things to be brought up or for you to feel attacked. You're just like, oh, you feel that way? I already knew that. Or, oh, you feel that way? Okay, well, it's I'm not going to let it bother me. Like, right? Being a good sport can pertain to so many different things in life, but especially during family matters. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, sometimes saying nothing and walking away is better than getting into that argument, letting it upset you and all that good stuff. So spend as much time with your family as you can even if they drive you nuts, you guys. And if your friends are your family, that counts. That counts too. And I also think it's fair to say that even if your friends, you know, your close friends say something that you don't love, second chances can be miracles. So like give people grace, okay? <laughs> and we love you all. Happy fucking Fridays. Happy fucking Fridays.